again. We're broadcasting from Trees and Utilities Exhibit Hall. Uh, right now we have David McPeak with us. Uh, David, give us a quick intro to yourself and to your company. Absolutely. Yeah. First, thank you for having me. Uh, David McPeak with Utility Business Media. So we are a group that provides information, education, and professional development opportunities for folks in the utility industry. Uh, we have two conferences every year, IP Utility Safety Conference and Expo. Uh, we publish two magazines, one of which is Incident Prevention Magazine. Uh, and we do a lot of education through the Incident Prevention Institute, which is what I do. How long have you been with them? I have been there seven years now. Uh, prior to that, I worked for a large electrical contractor as the uh, corporate safety director. And prior to that, actually, I was in the transportation industry at a large trucking company, operations manager. Okay. okay. And 10 minutes ago, you were on stage talking, right? Oh, oh yeah. I, lo- I love this conference. I had a great group. Uh, so what the- was the name of the talk? And tell us, give us a recap. It's a really important talk. And the title of the talk was called PPE, Always Use It and Never Need It. And what it gets into is I feel like people do a really, really good job of identifying hazards. But the mitigation of it typically goes as far as, here's this hazard, here's what PPE I'm going to put on, I'm protected, let's go to work. And so what we try to do in an an entertaining and appealing way is to help folks understand how the hierarchy of control was designed to work, really talking about elimination of not only hazards but risk. That's another thing people don't understand. What's the difference between a hazard and a risk? And so it was It was a fun presentation. It was I'll a good give group. you a free reign to go ahead. Give us your definition. Uh, well, so a hazard is anything that could hurt you. And risk is exposure to a hazard. Better and, and more practical for folks is a hazard is a source of energy. And risk is how much energy either there is or could be associated with that hazard. Because if we frame it that way, it becomes very logical of the mitigation process. Eliminate the energy. If I can't do that, can I remove myself from the energy, my exposure? I've eliminated my risk. And if not, and the skip that, and usually that's not possible, right? In order to do work, you have to expose yourself to a hazard, which necessitates risk. But reduce the amount of energy and the amount of exposure. And that's the key step that I think people miss. So that that's most of what we talked about. I applaud you for, you know, your your passion and, and your focus on safety because obviously this industry as a whole and all the different facets of it, like safety is at the forefront. Uh, a lot of risk, a lot of complication, a lot of complicated work. As somebody that started their career, you know, in the corporate side of things and you were a, a safety director as well, and then you make this transition, was that transition prompted by how you could max your impact? Like, what, what made you make that shift to, to the organization that you're in now? Like most people, I started in safety, not by choice. I got appointed there Yep. Uh, from another role and somewhat found my niche. But then when I really got into more the training aspect of it, which was very surprising. I'm usually a very quiet and reserved kind of person, uh, but there's just training a group of people, uh, things that I'm passionate about. Yeah. It, it really surprised me about myself that you, I enjoyed you, it. You saw a different side of your personality. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that's awesome. You yeah. don't come across as an introvert. So I am. It's uh it, it's interesting in a setting like this, it is I'm a hundred times more comfortable up on stage in front of either the whole group or the, the my breakout session, whatever it may be, than walking around this expo hall talking to people. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But uh so this role that I'm in now, when when I left the contractor that I worked for a whole lot of that 
revolved around compliance, which is necessary, and I'm not vilifying that. But a whole lot of my job was writing reports, going to customers' meetings, uh, doing those sort of things. And this has really given me the opportunity uh, and, and really a platform, too, with the magazines and a lot of the resources that the organization has to get in front of a more broad and diverse group. Uh, yeah. And so I, I really enjoy it. It's been an, an honor and a blessing for me. What are some of the, the core challenges that you see out there um, in terms of like where your audience is in terms of their understanding of safety and their ability to execute uh, safety strategies and, and principles? Yeah, so, and I can't wait to hear your opinion on this <laughs> yeah. too, right? But yeah. the biggest challenge I think that the safety profession and safety in general faces, look around you right now. And what I mean by that is we've gotten so good at safety, people don't think they need it anymore. And so the more I feel protected, the better organizations' cultures get, the better, more educated, more relatable relationships, culture, safety professionals get. And why I said look around here right now, protective equipment. It's gotten so good. If I drive, the car will stop for me. I don't have to worry about hitting somebody. If I'm climbing and working from elevation, 100% fall protection. Yeah. If I've got something sharp, I've got cut-resistant gloves. And and really, I think we've. that's a challenge that people need to realize. The more people feel protected, the less they feel the need to protect themselves. And they're starting to make a lot of assumptions. Honestly, and you can say, I mean, for valid reasons in a lot of cases, that other people and things are going to protect me. And so I think that is the core challenge that the safety professionals will face is getting people to understand basic work methods, the need to protect yourself, and don't assume other people are going to do it. Yeah. So what was your thought, though? i got to hear so, you. So I agree. Okay. That was probably one independent thought. I think the other thought is more around the data and how we look at safety-related data. And I think, I think we're not quite there yet. Like, I think there's a lot of data available Sometimes I'm not sure all the right data is being collected or how it's being analyzed. And I think the industry is going through a little bit of that transition where, I mean, the world is going through this obsession with data. And I think safety is going to catch up in terms of like the modernization of analytics and a lot of that. I think there are some folks out there that are ahead of the curve, but I don't know if the whole industry has kind of created some standard yet in terms of like data and data analytics. I mean, OSHA does a great job. Etc. But I think it's more how people are reporting. I think there's a lot of value in how data is looked at, how it's analyzed, and how it's used for risk management practices. So I think that's where I think there's still a lot of room for for growth. Is what is what I would say. I don't know if you you've seen that or feel the same way. Or I, I, I agree. Yeah, and I love what you said. There's a big difference between information and data. Right. And right historically this goes back to the culture part of it though and this excites me so it's always been very reactive data and information around incidents which isn't bad there's a lot of good stuff and observations and whatever else but it's typically all been a very punitive here's what we did wrong we need to fix it kind of thing and i think one of our greatest well twofold is the near miss and the near hit good catch whatever you call it, getting people more comfortable to record psychological safety and folks are getting a lot better about that. We had a culture where nobody wanted to voluntarily report anything 10, 15 years ago because I was going to get in trouble yeah, if I did. Right. We fixed that. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say we fixed it. No, but that but has improved. That's improved, yeah. And so reports started going up. And it's just your typical bell curve, right? And now they've started going down again. And I think a lot of the reason is now people, it's 
I'm reporting all this stuff, but nobody's doing anything with it. Right. And so it's it's a waste of my time now. So it, it's good that people feel more comfortable reporting. But one of the things that I don't think we've taken advantage of, and this would, I think, solve a lot of that problem, is not always react to things, but look at things that we're doing right. HP Principle 4, Human Performance Principle 4. People achieve high levels of performance because of support, encouragement, reinforcement that they receive, right? And so what are we doing right that we need to repeat? A lot of times you find folks are just working out a habit. Yes. And really they don't even know it's right and that they should repeat it. Yeah. It's no, just right. the way we've always done it. Yeah. And so right. I think that maybe that half of the equation is the part yeah. we're missing. But I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, right? I also think like, you know, and this is, is more the psychological side. I think there's complexity around uh, the word. And somehow th- there's fear associated with safety. It's like, hey, if I, if I'm, you know, if I report everything or like, you know, is that going to change the outcome or is it going to get me in trouble or like, do they think that I'm not doing something right? So I think a lot of this is going to be around education, which is, I think your, your organization uh, is in a great position to help change the, the relationship with the word. Um, so people are a little bit more proactive. Like you said, like, let's look at what we're doing, how we're doing it. And let's identify really where the true risks are and not just use it as a tagline. Right. You know, so. so what's the reach of your, is it, uh, United States, North America, are you international? Our focus is the United States, and uh, but we we do have, and, and it's not much, but we I mean we have a decent presence in uh, Canada, uh, a little bit some around the Caribbean, uh, and, and there are I mean so in today's world, I don't know that anybody's not international. Yeah. If you have a website and you do a couple of podcasts, yeah. If you're on YouTube at all and whatever, it's uh, sometimes the articles that I write in the magazine, you know, you randomly get a call from somebody, hey, can I translate this into French and use it in my safety meeting? And and so our focus is there in in the United States. So you learn anything from the other countries? It's just interesting to see different perspectives. And that's part of why I really enjoy what I'm doing now. Working for one organization, you get that perspective, good, bad, right, or wrong. When you go to different organizations and even different countries and whatnot. Again, some good, some bad, some right, some wrong, probably indifferent. But it's interesting from even a standards and regulatory agency standpoint, you know, employer versus employee and who's responsible and held accountable for safety and some of these things and different perspectives. I I won't name the countries, but, you know, so if, a hurricane or an ice storm hits in America and the power's out. When do you want your power back on? Right away. <laughs> and you go other places around the world and a hurricane just wipes everything out. And folks are really grateful and the expectation is more on the, the, the months kind of time frame. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just amazing the different perspectives sometimes that people have. Yeah. No, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's very true. I mean... We're obviously very fortunate living in sort of the western part of the world because you're right. Like our expectations and <laughs> right other, other yeah. yeah, it's right now. So, um, but no, that's great. You're doing some some amazing things. The uh, what are what are some things on the docket for you in terms of things you want to get done in the upcoming year, next year? Any any goals for your organization for your message? It's it's not at all the question you ask. 
I'm really trying hard. I've done it one time to break 80 in golf. And I want to do that again. But, uh, well, well, by the way, I have the same goal. Okay. okay. It's a hard goal. Yeah, it's a right? really That's hard, a hard goal. goal. Uh, organizationally, one of the things we're doing, we want to do is, so, the utility industry, and we've always had a real heavy presence in the, the electrical power line worker part of it. And so, we're really trying to grow and expand what we offer for folks that work in gas for vegetation management um, and, and to keep up with a lot of the new technology and renewable mm. energy and, and and that sort of thing. So uh, typically you think of an organization as we educate people, but that's one of my biggest goals for this upcoming year is to make sure I stay educated and well, our organization stays educated, educated oh, yeah, that's good. on all the stuff that's happening. But so to grow our service offerings within the utility industry and uh, – and stay abreast on all the the changes that are happening. Oh, man. Very good. Well, you're doing some great work. Uh, you know, again, we applaud you. It's uh, it's a great initiative. Sounds like a great organization. And uh, it was a pleasure meeting you. Pleasure talking with you. Thank you for this. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Thank, well, thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Appreciate Absolutely. It. That's it for this episode of Trees and Lines, brought to you by Iapetus Holdings. If you like the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments on any of our episodes or ideas for topics or guests, we'd love to hear from you. Please contact us at treesandlines at iapetusllc.com. We'll chat with you soon.